This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We have Josh Palmer at number 13 here. Now, Mike Williams is going to be out for a few weeks, right? Mm -hmm. So what do you think Josh Palmer's role is going to be while he's out? I think he's just—he's not going to be the talent, obviously, that Mike Williams is, but he's going to step right into that workload. You know, we talked about Josh Palmer being a guy that you could add with Keenan Allen out, and then Mike Williams was starting alongside him. Now, Keenan Allen's supposed to be back, right, this week? So... That's the hope. Yeah. Yeah. The hope. I mean, that's been the hope the past few weeks that he should be back, but he's coming off the bye. I think Keenan Allen's going to be back and Josh Palmer should be able to operate as a nice wide receiver too, um, to Keenan Allen's wide receiver one in this offense. Hopefully the bye week does some work, some wonders for Justin, Justin Herbert and the offense looks a little bit better than it has been. It's not just the Austin Eckler show because he's been doing all the work for the offense. He's been doing the heavy lifting, which isn't a problem. You know, we'd like to see Austin Eckler do his thing, but if we need to get somebody involved, I think it's going to be Josh Palmer in the Chargers offense, and he could have a nice floor for you um, this next these next few weeks, uh, assuming Mike Williams is going to be out that long. We're not sure how long he's going to be out. I don't think exactly. But, um, you know, as long as he's out, Josh Palmer should be uh, a pretty good start for you moving forward. Well, you know, they said that, le- that he's going to be out for at least four weeks. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm not sure if they were including the bye week or not. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it could be longer, right? It could, it could linger more. Like, if they're already declaring this high ankle sprain as a four-week injury, it could be more than that, right? That's and I wouldn't be thinking. surprised if it was. Yeah. Uh, so Josh Palmer right now could be somebody that you pick up and you you start right like right away as a potential wide receiver three. Now, the good thing is that he's going to step into right right into Mike Williams' uh, spot, right? Yeah. And that's kind of what what the hope is there. You know, before what was happening was that when Keenan Allen was out. Mike Williams would be on the field. Josh Palmer would be on the field at the same time on the perimeter. And then you had Jalen Guyton playing the slot in most of these games without Keenan Allen, right? Early yeah. on, it was it was um, Palmer in the slot, and they kind of switched it up. So now the primary perimeter wide receiver is going to be, uh, was going to be Josh Palmer mm-hmm. instead of Mike Williams. You know what I'm saying? So it's a little bit different now when it, when Keenan Allen was, in, was out of the game. So... Um, Josh Palmer is going to be playing a different role. He's going to be looked at differently, right, as that primary outside guy. And Austin Eckler said it himself. Uh, he was on, I think he was on reception, the Reception Perception podcast, uh, you know, from Matt Harmon. By the way, that's a great podcast. You guys should check check that out. Um, but he was on that podcast, and he basically – no, it, it wasn't the Reception Perception podcast. It was the Yahoo Fantasy Forecast podcast, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. uh, with Matt Harmon. He, he has two podcasts. He, he The guy's an animal. Um yeah. But he said there, he said, hey, listen, who should we pick up, right? And he said, hey, Josh Palmer's the guy. He also said it on Matthew Berry's show as well on um, 
on on, on NBC Sports Edge, basically saying like, hey, who should we pick up? He said, hey, it's going to be Josh Palmer because he's kind of stepping into Mike Williams' role. Yeah. So um, I think Josh Palmer is definitely somebody that we should be picking up. Maybe maybe we should move him. Maybe the way we're talking about him, I feel like we should be yeah. moving him up a little bit. <laughs> maybe i think so you know there's your little insider trading who would you rather pick up this week josh palmer or romeo dubs josh palmer i think i mean romeo about, dubs, josh palmer look, or or wando robinson i'd go with wando robinson i think that that's okay. just me just because so it seems like it seems like romeo dubs uh josh palmer's in the right spot yeah i, I would you rather pick josh up palmer josh palmer dubs. josh palmer or devin duvernay i think devin duvernay Okay. Because he's cool. like the de facto wide receiver one for the Ravens. You know, obviously it's not an excellent passing volume offense, but um, I think that he has a safer workload than maybe Josh Palmer. Even though Josh Palmer is going to be wide receiver two and he has Justin Herbert thrown to him. I think Devin Duvernay, you know, he's been getting it done a few weeks this season already. Josh Palmer's been, his ceiling's been relatively limited, but he has a floor. Where Devin Duvernay, if he scores a touchdown, I think his ceiling's just a bit higher than maybe Josh Palmer. Yeah. Okay. Um, we have James Cook here at number 14, and, you know, he's another one. He's another one who we're talking about, like, hey, stash this guy at this point. I think he, we're, we're at that point where we can start stashing James Cook. And that wasn't the case before the bye. Yeah. But now after the bye, so that's we have two straight weeks now of – what's his name? Zach. We have two straight weeks now of Zach Moss being inactive. Okay, and mm-hmm. James Cook is the the primary running back behind Devin Singletary at this point, and he got a little bit of run in this game, right? He played, you know, twenty five percent of snaps, which is his season high. Uh, he had six opportunities, and on those six opportunities, he made it happen, right? Five yeah. carries for thirty five yards, one catch for forty one yards, right? So, like mm-hmm. the dude, this is the reason why we were high on him coming into the league. And um, he's somebody that at this point, if Devin Singletary were to get hurt, I think James Cook has massive, massive upside. Um, and it seems it also seems like they're kind of working him into the offense a little bit more. Right, right. now, the Bills have been in talks to potentially trade for a running back. Right, we 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 heard Christian McCaffrey's name, we heard Antonio Gibson's name. Uh, there was a couple other running backs that we heard, uh, you know, potentially being traded to the Bills. Right, yep. so if that doesn't happen. I think James Cook, as the season moves on, is going to be start is going to start to be more involved in this offense. Yeah, I will know for sure James Cook's fate, you know, in a few hours. But yeah. I, I think you're right. You know, he flashed that receiving ability that we talked about, you know, coming out that he looked like he was going to be the nice receiving back that the Bills needed. And he was he was good on the ground too. You know, he averaged seven yards a carry. So it wasn't that bad. Um, I, he still needs to get his usage up a little bit for me. I think this is definitely a stash play. You're not going to be able to pick him up and start him and no. anytime soon these next few weeks. But, you know, as you get to the fantasy playoffs and, you know, things tend to change, it looks like the bye week did what it needed to do to get James Cook a few more touches. Um, you know, they tend to help the rookies, like you said about, uh, was it last week? So I, I think that we could continue to see James Cook's touches go up and just, you know, him being on the field, his snaps could go up too. I think Devin Singletary is good, but, you know, it looks like they're moving to more of a two-headed attack. Zach Moss, like you said, inactive the past two weeks. Um, I never thought he was going to contend much anyway. I was surprised the first few weeks where he was actually still playing over James Cook. I, I think James Cook is in a pretty good spot right now to be a potential contributor to your team um, down the stretch run. Yeah, exactly. And, and Isaiah Pacheco, you know, similar sentiments with him. Although if there was an injury somewhere else in that backfield, whether it was CEH or whether it was uh, it was Jared McKinnon, you know, this still will likely be a, a, a timeshare in, yeah. in that backfield. However, Pacheco, he got the start before the bye. 
They're going through. They went through the buy, and now those snaps might go up this week. So, if you picked Pacheco up, you you might have been discouraged with the usage. I wasn't expecting a whole lot last week personally, but moving forward after the buy, we might see that move up a little bit. So I have to stash to see what his usage looks like in week nine. Yeah, there's no reason not to stash Isaiah Pacheco. You know, they called him the starter, was it two weeks ago? Obviously, they were on bye last week, but they called yep. him the starter. So that's obviously good news. The workload didn't shift very much, but it shows that they have a little trust in Isaiah Pacheco moving forward. I'm not expecting, a, like you said, we have him as a long-term ad. It's the same situation, like we said, with James Cook. He's not going to contribute for you like exactly these next few weeks, but over the stretch run, he has the ability to do that. We'll see how things go because there's really no clear talent in this Chiefs backfield that's going to take over and maintain most of the workload. It's changed every week, and it's going to continue to do that. But if anybody, I think if I had to pick somebody that's going to, you know, kind of step up and stand out from the crowd, I think it would be Isaiah Pacheco. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I have Evan Ingram here at number 16. He's been getting it done on the low uh, yeah. over the past several weeks. Um, if you're looking at his his target share, 21% target share this past week. He caught the touchdown. And before that, Evan Ingram has been, you know, pretty consistent, you know, over the past several weeks. Let's see. So last week, four for 55 in a touchdown. The week before, four for 67 on seven targets. The week before, five for 40. The week before, six for 69 on 10 targets. So the dude's gonna the, the dude's a tight end one moving forward. Maybe a top eight, top nine tight end at this point, right? So right. someone that you should pick up if you need a tight end. Um, you know, I was able to use him in the buy and he, he came through for me. So Evan Ingram is somebody that you should pick up if you need a tight end and you can potentially start him every week. And I wouldn't really consider him, you know, de- uh, dependent on the matchup either. No, he's not matchup dependent at all. You know, he, perf- he performed well against, you know, Denver and New York, and then he went out and performed just about the same against Houston and Houston was not a high scoring game at all. Um, if you recall, I think it was the game that finished. Was it like was six to three or something like that. I remember it was a really low scoring game um, between Houston and Jacksonville. But regardless of the matchup, you say, yeah, he's, he's going to perform. He's going to get it done for you each week. I think it's funny that we're calling a guy that's scoring like nine, 10, 11 points on a weekly basis, like a tight end one. It feels weird, but that's just the way things are in, in the NFL landscape right now. I think that Evan Ingram, you know, Trevor Lawrence clearly is looking for him, even over guys like Christian Kirk for some reason, which I think is a little weird, but um if that's where he's going to be, you know, Evan Ingram's going to continue to get these targets, then yeah, he should be a starter. And if he's sitting on your waiver wire, you just, you, there's no reason to let that go because chances are you, you don't have a better tight end. Donovan Peoples Jones, I have him here at number 17. He would be a lot higher if the Browns weren't on by this week. Okay. I just want to say that right now. Okay. Donovan Peoples Jones, we've been talking about him every week too. Mm-hmm. And somebody that should have been picked up. Okay. Last night, four for 81. The week before, Six for 71. The week before, four for 74. Four for 50. Five for 71. Right. He had a couple bad games against Pittsburgh and the Jets, but I think he was hurt, if I'm not mistaken. And then week one, he had 11 targets, went six for 60. So the dude is a big play machine. Okay. He's averaging, I'm looking at how many receptions, yards yards per target. He's at 9.1 yards per target. He's at 14 yards per touch. The dude is getting it done. 
Okay. Yeah. And uh, when Deshaun Watson comes back, his ceiling goes up even more. Okay. Yeah. So somebody that is a short-term ad and a long-term ad, somebody mm-hmm. who could, whose value can go up further. Right. Um, yeah. This isn't, this wasn't the best matchup for Browns wide receivers in this game against Cincinnati, but he got it done for you. Right. And yeah. if you've been bet, if you, if you've been betting the props, on the overs on receiving <laughs> guards every single week with DPJ, you're bringing a lot of money. And he's been winning me money, and that's why I love him. Yeah, I, player I was going to say, not only is he performing for fantasy, but he's also winning you your picks, you know, and the every single week. Pick him. Yeah, <laughs> every single week. It doesn't matter how many catches he gets. He gets six catches, no. he goes for 71, four for 81. Like you said, he's yeah. just getting, he's like chunk yardage, you know, master, you know. He's, don't he's, don't bet the over on receptions. Just bet the over on, on yardage, yardage with, yeah. with Donovan Peoples-Jones. Yeah, that's where he's going to be. And people, you know, I think you just mentioned, you know, Deshaun Watson. People don't realize how close he is to returning and that that ceiling could be going up a lot sooner than people realize. You know, I think he comes back. Um, is it four weeks out right now? Um, this might be a nice spot. I'm not saying you have to go buy Donovan Peoples-Jones because he's probably sitting on the waiver wire. But if you go pick him up, you know, that could appreciate very quickly over the stretch run. I think that you could end up having a nice receiver. And he's good right now, you know, past Four out of the past five weeks, he scored over 11 points for you, and he's not getting like ridiculous amounts of targets. He is, like you said, a, a big play machine, and he's going to get it done, even with Jacoby Brissett at quarterback and Amari Cooper doing his thing. You know, he had a good night last night, so he's not dependent on Amari Cooper having a bad night. He's going to produce, you know, week in and week out. He's like the ideal flex play if you don't have any um, higher upside players. We have Greg Dol- uh, Dulcich at 18. Um, I would have him over Evan Ingram, but the Broncos are on a bye this week. Yeah. Um, so just keep that in mind when you're picking him up, you can't play him this week. Okay. Uh, but he has upside in his first couple games in the NFL. He's beginning the target share. He's beginning the production. And when a young tight end is coming to league as a rookie doing that on an offense that isn't producing, you got to pay attention. Okay. So he's mm-hmm. somebody that you got to pick up. If you need a tight end, Evan Ingram's not available to play this week. You can pick up Dulcich to play, uh, starting in week 10. That's how I would, I would play it. I have Latavius Murray here at number 19. You know, he's just a running back that you can kind of plug in if you need to. Um, you know, he he gets goal line carries here and there. He's sharing the low with Melvin Gordon right now. Again, the Broncos are on a bye. So if you need a running back for, you know, if, you, if you're just in need of a running back and he's available in your wave wire, which he shouldn't be in most competitive leagues, but I did see him available in more than 50% of leagues on a lot of platforms. So pick him up, keep him on your bench. He doesn't have a ton of upside unless Melvin Gordon gets hurt. But, you know, he has, you know, 12 to 15 carries and a potential touchdown in him on a week-to-week basis right now. Yeah, and this is the type of workload you expect from any running back, you know, that's working behind somebody else. Um, This is a committee, you know, even though Melvin Gordon is there, Latavius Murray is going to be able to get it done for you, I think, these couple weeks, next weeks moving forward. I'm not betting on him long-term. I think he's more of a short-term ad for me. I don't think that his ceiling is very high. and I'm not going to be, you know, like, excited starting him in my lineup but if i had to you know i wouldn't be upset about it either i think that he can get it done for you obviously he's had two good weeks um two all right defenses you know the jets were playing pretty well uh, last week the jags they're they're in a lot of trouble this season but um at least the way it looked compared to the beginning of the season but i think moving forward that you know latavius murray he could be a, he's, he's a solid fantasy producer for you if you need him i i wouldn't be you know excited about it though if i had to start him no, I wouldn't be excited either. But but if you're in dire straits, you gotta do what you gotta do. Same thing with Caleb yeah. Huntley. I have him here as a short term ad because you know he's if you need production at the running back position, obviously, you know, if I had to choose between who I want on, on, on in this backfield as of right now, outside of Cordell Patterson, who by the way might be coming back soon. Just keep an eye on that. Yeah. Um 
you know, you want Tyler Algier over Caleb Huntley, but Algier isn't available on most waiver wires. However, it's it's a near 50-50 split between these two guys. Algier is the primary passing down back between the two. So Caleb Huntley, you know, he can get you 10 to, you know, 15 carries in a game with given how run heavy this Atlanta offense is. So, yeah. you know, Caleb Huntley can be somebody that you can start uh, in, in a pinch uh, as a, you know, low-end RB3. Yeah, and it's it's all right to start Caleb Huntley in a pinch if you need to because, you know, the Falcons offensive line, suddenly is, they're just mauling guys. He ran for 91 yards and 16 carries. That's pretty, it's a pretty good clip. You know, I think that's like five, a little over five yards a carry. So I, yep. I think that Caleb Huntley's going to be able to get it done for you, even though he's not getting the receiving work. You know, that's clearly going to Tyler Algier. But um, he's 16 carries is pretty good. And two weeks ago, he had 16 carries as well. You know, it's going to be a little bit sporadic, you know, his workload. But when he does get it, it looks like he's going to be able to produce for you at, an, at a nice rate. He's also going up against the Chargers this week, uh, and we know the Chargers are are the worst rushing defense in the NFL. Uh, you know when it comes to defending running backs, they're giving up the most yards per carry to running right. backs. So Caleb Huntley, you know, can be a, a decent flex play for you, uh, or you know, a desperate RB two if you need to fill your lineup. Right. All right. Um, and that's pretty much it. That's that's all we got. Those are our top twenty waiver wire pickups. If you have any questions or anything like that, you know, we'll be putting up our waiver wire post on Instagram. You can go check out uh, our Instagram page and put your comments there, your questions there. We'll try to get to you. Uh, but but outside of that, that's all we got. So we appreciate you guys. Uh, thanks for tuning in. We'll see you guys tomorrow for our buy and sell episode. You know, players that we're looking to buy, players we're looking to sell, and, and we'll see you there. Thanks a lot for listening. If you can rate and review the podcast, subscribe to the podcast. That would mean the world to us on whatever platform that you listen on. And take it easy, guys. We'll talk to you soon. See ya.